And in three, two, one. Well, hello I'll there. Try not to talk uh-huh. to you. <laughs> there we go. Three, two, one. Well, hello there, Kansas City. Stephen St. John here with another episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. I want to start by thanking our good friend, Patrick Carter of Farmers Insurance. Choose a local agent that keeps your premiums in the Kansas City community. Go to kcfarmersagent.com, click contact me to request a quote, or you can text Hot Mike, H-O-T-M-I-C, to the number 913-248-8861. That's Hot Mike to the number 913-248-8861. And as always, just check out kcfarmersagent.com. Okay, so this is the uh, part two of our uh, sit-down with uh, Jake Gutierrez and Todd Lebo. As you can see, uh, really Todd... Part four, part whatever. Uh, I don't Todd know. has been a close contact with... Uh, do you want to... Just well, whatever. Just, you know, with his... Point you is, don't want me around. I've taken this shield, and I've shielded <laughs> myself from Todd. We uh, believe this to be absolutely not effective whatsoever, but I like the idea of a shield being there between He's me and Todd. Out. Uh, and Put so your hand up here, if like we're in prison. Later on, oh, yes, right. No, I'm used really? to this. I'll say this. Yeah. I feel like I'm talking to my dad now. Ow. Hi, Dad. How I are you? Can I pass you something under here? <laughs> uh, no, but later on, I will bare my oh, bosom me, and me, uh, place my breast up here. against the window <laughs> and say, "Oh, Billy." <laughs> Hmm. So um, that's how we're starting, right? Well, you know, there was only one place welcome. that had a, a, a window between my dad hand. and I. Usually, they let us like we. I'd go to Rochester or Leverworth or whatever, and they'd have a nice uh, uh, area where we sit, sit down. They'd have vending machines. Leverworth had an outdoor picnic area. Nice. Uh, you could get White Castle hamburgers in the machine, heat mm. them up, walk around. Yeah. Uh, so, so I never. Fresh. I only had one place where I went to visit him where I was on the phone yeah, and the phone, yeah. And like you know, I then I. It wasn't Midnight Express, but then I started to act out a, a, no. a scene from a movie, and my but, dad got mad. Goes, you think everything's a fucking joke? I said, yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. Right. There it is. So. Uh, here we are, and uh, before we get started on this topic that we uh, uh, that we left the last episode on, I just wanted to give Jake the opportunity. Uh, have you had a chance to reconsider or rethink your stance on either the Titanic or Paul McCartney not uh, being not dead. being alive? Uh, the so did you guys go back and watch the last episode? I, I did, went, I did yeah, not yes, watch it. I did. I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I watched it with my wife. Watched it was a lot of things I missed. I thought it was it was pretty funny, but uh, so there were some things maybe you were on the fence about. You've had a week to reconsider things. Do you still maintain that the Titanic never sank and the original Paul McCartney died in a car wreck in 1966? Um, let's see. Titanic for sure. I believe. I believe all that. So that that's 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 I, I, that's a conspiracy theory. That's your theory. stance, I'm, and you're not okay. I'm buying in. You're that, not that, budging. Okay. The ship at the bottom of the North Atlantic. That's that's fair the, enough. That's the Olympic. Fair enough. And uh, Paul McCartney. You know, I, I kind of played it up a little bit to mess with Todd. I don't. I don't say he's dead, but I don't. He might not be alive. You're on the fence on that. Yeah, stuff. I mean, I you listen to both sides of the argument, yeah. but you haven't made a decision. Yeah, on I mean, that. look, it all started to piss off Nate, and then you know, and then I started right. doing some more investigating. <laughs> and look, I I think there's a good chance he is dead. I mean, it makes sense. And what's to a me. good chance? But it's like 25. percent mm. It's worth more of your time, you said, to mm. further. I, and what I'd ask you to do not today, not today, but if you would for a future episode, would you investigate that more and come armed with a little bit more uh, information? 
With, so if I can Todd, find, if I can find some more, nah, I get it. In twenty five, might be a little high just to make you mad. But um, I watched the YouTube documentary part what, of it. I got about halfway to the, the thing. I thought it was well. Was it eye opening at all? For no, you? Okay. it wasn't <laughs> right. because they kept flashing these pictures like this is Paul McCartney then and now or right. whatever, push and they pause. were quick. They were quick. They yeah, they push, didn't well, they didn't you, go what like. What do you need? Yeah, push pause. You gotta you push pause. If you're gonna try to prove something to me, don't just fucking click through them. But you didn't go through the whole then, thing. They go, they go tighter and they do more. He, more Jake certainly embellished the part with the hitchhiker because in the in the documentary, they're like <laughs> well, the hitchhiker yes, really? was like, "Oh my gosh, it's Paul McCartney." And then and then you got on Jake's like, right, hey, I, just, I just wanted to know who <laughs> said. Anyway, right, and then okay. when they got into like today's uh, climate and politics, I was like, I don't think this has anything to do with okay, 1966. Right, so I, I I hit pause. I checked out and I'm that's I'm done fine. with that. Yeah, I, get it. I gave it 22 minutes that's or a something. Okay, so I, I that's just, that. That's all I had for you. Yeah, so yeah. the Titanic, you still yes, Paul McCartney maybe, yeah. and then of course finally, uh, the magic question that everyone wants me to ask: Have you decided to drink your own urine? I mean, I'm going to. I just haven't yet. So you are going to. Yeah, I that's imagine. a done deal. I mean, I, I'm I'm like, like there had to be something dramatic happen like? for me not to. Well, I mean, what would we kind of get real sick or okay. something? And so you decided well, you'd, to. You'd want to drink it then to get well. Maybe. I mean, but why haven't you then? If s- you've already made the decision, then why haven't you started? Because I haven't. I haven't. So I don't know what the. Okay, so I know you drink your first pee in the morning. Right. right? Sure. I I haven't I haven't got the system down yet. Right. I'm a I'm a, I don't. Do you mean, well, you know system. where it comes from. You know where the, the right. Sounds no, like no. a rather. I'm like how system. much do I need oh. to drink? Like, like oh, do I drink whole a whole thing? Like, all of it? Is it? Do I just need to drink like three ounces of it? Do I need to drink a whole jar of it? So I'm, you know, mm. you know, if you, if you do it right, you can have a, a nice frothy <laughs> glass of it. it. Looks like a beer, you know. Yeah, a little bit of that foam on yeah, top. A little bit. Blow the foam off like a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have your hands over your eyes? I don't compare my. I want piss you to, to imagine them drinking a nice beer. frothy mug of piss. Like a big, like an old style root beer with them. You, you you get one of those A and Ws and put it in the freezer. And I want you, and no, and I Hot want you. And but I want you to get, I want you to get someone to get the uh, mug and slide it down the table and you spill a little bit over. <laughs> like cheers, Norm, uh, Jake. What was that? What was? Give the, me the usual. What was the video game when you were the the bartender with the mustache and you have to catch the beer when it's sliding down oh, the table? Oh shit! Beer time or something? <laughs> burger time was when we made the yeah, burgers. Burger. Yeah, that's great. There was one right. of those things. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. was but I like Commodore. It. Whatever it was, I'd like you to do that. I'd like you to reenact no, that. Yeah. With, the with, with the head of our mustache. Yeah, the guy sure. at the thing you you were at didn't say, he didn't give any details. He just says he's No, and so I know some people that okay. do it, so I need to reach out to him and, and, and get Where'd some. Where'd you meet these people? Don't worry about it. At the pee-pee place? <laughs> <laughs> Jinkle time. <laughs> They're my they're my internet friends. What do you call? Oh, so what God, do you call it? Do you call it urine pee pee? Well, it's, it's looping. It's called looping, and right. it's called you know uh, urine therapy. Wasn't there a movie about Bruce Willis and looping? And that's Looper. looper. Oh, okay. that was a time he, travel. Is that about him that's, probably, his own that's how he travels through time. Does he go back in time to drink his own pee? He, he drinks his pee first thing every morning. He starts <laughs> traveling, looking for Paul McCartney. <laughs> well. That I that see you just that's a treatment for a movie. I would certainly Let's put it together. Okay, now. One more thing before we get into this, okay. because we do talk about TV from time to time. Yes, we do. What show returning, and I know you're behind, but yeah. so you, and I'll ask you this too. What show returning this weekend are you more excited about? So this we're, we're recording this on Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, the 20th. Tomorrow, 
is uh, the return of Ozark. It's part one of season four. Mm-hmm. Season four is going to be broken up into two parts, and that's it. And so tomorrow is uh, uh, Ozark on Netflix. Sunday is the return of Billions, but without Bobby Axelrod. Yeah. Because the actor Damian Lewis, if you don't know. I get wise out. He was yeah. married uh, to Helen McCrory, who played Polly. Uh, wonderful job playing mm. Polly on, uh, on Peaky Blinders. She passed away after a lengthy battle of cancer. And Damian Lewis said, I'm, I'm taking a break from acting, taking a break from Hollywood. I'm going back to England, and I'm going to spend time with my family. And who could blame him for that? But uh, so now the show moves on, at least now, for this season with no I body like the guy. The guy is, uh, I forget the guy's name. Who's Corey. Yeah. He's been in a lot of good things. He was in He's in everything. House He's fantastic. Cards. He was, a, you know, it, I like him, but I'll be more excited about Ozark. Okay. I'll watch those. Ozark. Okay, Ozark. Ozark. I'm caught up on Ozark. I'm uh, about a season and a half. I didn't I haven't picked up since when they stopped it the first seven right. of the before the pandemic hit. Okay. That's I haven't gone back and caught up yet. Michael Prince. Should I answer character. this spam risk live? No, absolutely. Dude, well, yeah, yeah, do it. Do yeah. it. Speakerphone. Speakerphone. What is it? Yeah, what you got? Hello? Hello? Yes, my name is Lloyd Webb. I'm calling the up of Spectrum on a recorded line. This Todd. It's a tood. The reason for my call, we just want to thank you for being a Spectrum customer. I'm not. I don't want to. A sexual customer? No, 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 ask him. Hey, what? why do you think he's a customer? Actually, I am. Oh. Because we're actually offering you a free week of our choice streaming service. Yeah. Free choice? Hey, man, we really appreciate you today. I hope you have an awesome day, man. I can't do it now, though. I'm in the middle of something important. God bless you. We're talking about drinking urine. Bye-bye. So that's, was that, was that spam? It was spam. I mean, it's a spectrum thing, but uh, I don't. You just lost out on a free week. Yeah. Uh, what? I have stuff. something. Well, you don't know because you hung up on it. That's awesome. I was going to ask him where he's going to live. I wish Henning, you would. Tennessee. I wish you handle that a little better. I wish you just let me handle it. So uh, I'm not having you handle anything. So then the other question about because I'm always interested to see how people uh, consume these shows. Uh, I have very little self control. Like so, for HBO right now, we're watching uh, the Righteous Gemstones, mm. which if you want to laugh. Righteous Gemstones is hilarious, and I love it. And uh, they also have Euphoria. But mm-hmm. they, they, That's not a funny. No, it's not funny. You will not it's not laugh. a funny. And let me tell you something. If you have, kind of if humor, you have yeah. kids, especially if you have daughters, mm. I have daughters that turn uh, 13 tomorrow, Euphoria makes you want to uh, put your daughters. head through a brick wall continuously. Yeah. Uh, and so, but, the, but it only, an episode comes out once a week, so it right. keeps you from binge-watching. With Ozark on Netflix, I have no self-control, and I tell myself I'll watch one episode every other day. You'll be done with this. I'll I'll, I'll stay up until five or six in the morning and watch it all. Do you binge? Will you binge watch Ozark, or will you give yourself just one episode a week? How will you take me probably two weeks? It's tough, man, for me to say no when I can watch an episode. I mean, I I won't watch much this weekend, obviously, because we have football on. but, But during the week. There's not as much going on. Will you, you know? binge, Jake? Or no. You... I mean, I'll binge uh, the gemstones this weekend. I'm, that's my goal. I'm yeah. going to watch all four of those and episodes you over the weekend. And I've told you both. And I'll probably there's catch a, one of the, the first Ozark. There's a cool four-part thing on HBO called The Landscapers. It's a true crime deal about a, a real case that happened in England in uh, recent years. And it's very interesting. It's very well acted. And it's very interesting the way they presented it. And I finished it. Last night, it's very cool. I'll watch that. It's yeah. and it's only four parts, so it's Landscaper. not like a, a, it's not a really long thing that you have to big commitment mm. to. But it, it's a true crime thing that I'd never heard about the case, but it's very interesting. It's good. Okay, so now we're going to get into what we uh, the, our cliffhanger 
from the last episode. And this uh, this could be some heavy shit. And so, uh, Todd, you usually are the, the resonant skeptic, but you've said you were going to be a kinder skeptic and listen and just ask questions. And if you don't believe something, you'll say it, but you'll you'll be more inquisitive. Well, sure. This for me, where we were last week on this, I, this isn't if, if Jake or you or whatever have had a real life experience. That's that's different than believing Paul McCartney. But you sure. seem to be you. So. You still have, are, are, you seem to be irritated and angered. By his assertion that well, Paul McCartney died in six six. And, that and rubbed the, you the wrong way. You all don't the like crazy that. shit he said, right, on these like podcasts. Sure, right. That one's the one that's uh, that didn't sit well with you. Sticks in his craw. Right. Well, I mean, he, well, it's because I mean he's still out there. Where he's you're just, coming from? And correct me if I'm wrong. Is that that's that was a conspiracy theory? This is a this philosophy is, theory. Well, or it's whatever you 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 yeah. have been going through in your life. And if you, it's a spiritual. I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong about something that sure. you that you say you've had happen to you. I, I can't Look, tell you that. Th- what I'm going I to can say, pretty, I pretty much, I'm like a hundred percent that Paul McCartney did. Yeah, okay, I get that. I get that. I get that. I get that. Okay. You got to let go of that. But I, <laughs> how can you be a hundred percent? You don't know. You haven't been around him. How do you know that's not a guy that? Well, how is do I not... know you're not you? You don't. You can't be 100% right. okay. any of Well, I'll be 99.9. Okay, then. There's a margin nine, of error nine, in there somewhere. Nine, yeah. nine, okay, nine, so we'll start off. Yeah. How many nines you got? Eight, nine, nine. Yeah. Okay, so here, here are some of the things that I, I will share with you. And then, uh, or do you, or do you, or do you want to talk about your philosophy? First? Well, tell us about the, what the densities okay. are. Okay, okay. So that's what seven densities, with. right? Yeah, right. Okay. So, and so, uh, first off, and this is a theory. This is a thing. I mean, this isn't something we learn at school. Obviously. No, this no, no, no. It, it's physics or science so or whatever. It's a. It, it's basically it's like the evolution of in, incarnation, right? In, in in reincarnation. When did you first become aware of this? So in two thousand, I was in Philadelphia. And I picked up a book called The Journey of Self-Discovery by Saral Prabhupada, who was uh, – he started the uh, – the, um, not the, the Krishna consciousness. So how old were you in 2000? This I was, was before – I was 20 years old. So this is before I got my hooks, hooks into you. Right. right? No, uh, I mean the, I had to go back. I mean it, it, I bought this book and just because I was – we were like in the – This is old, it's city, like Walden Books. Back no, it's like real city, book this like, is that like the city market. Like, oh, yeah. It, it was like a used – like a guy sitting there with bo- a bunch of books like, you know, inside a like, – And you picked this up filling. and you're like, pretty interesting. I was like, this looks kind of cool. And so I picked it up then and well, I – What was the name of it? It's called The Journey of Self-Discovery. Okay. And uh, so I picked that book up and then I uh, had a conversation with my friend's mom and she gave me a list of three other books – and I, I read about half that book uh, and then kind of went back and read it a couple other times. I never really finished it until uh, my spiritual journey started, which was 2014. I went back. It's like, let's, let's check this out. But the first time I'd ever even considered reincarnation, because I grew up Catholic, right? I die, either go to heaven or hell, period. Game over. Boom. And I get that. And you know, some people believe that. And th- that's fine. Maybe some purgatory. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. You know, who knows? Like, you know, but and I'm not a super religious person either way. I mean, because my uh, <laughs> my belief, my spirituality in- includes everything. Right. I pray to Christ every day. I pray to Buddha. I pray to Krishna. I pray to, you know, a lot of things. It's it, it's it's a wide spectrum. Big tent. It is. It's giant. It's, it's open and roomy for all. I will never, you know, my philosophy. Eat, pray, love. Yeah, well, my philosophy is here. It, it, whatever you believe, great for you. And, and, and if your practice includes this, where whatever you do, you do it. And then after you do it, 
you go back into the world and put some good into the world, keep doing whatever the fuck that is, keep doing that. And Because I, I know people who are religious people, and, you know, they'll go to church, and then they'll leave church, and they'll go act like complete assholes to people, complete dicks. And they say, well, you know, I just go back to church and say sorry for it, and I'll just go back. And, like, I don't have time for that kind of religion or spirituality. Because I don't, I, I don't believe there's any type of growth. I think that's dogma, and I think that, like, ultimately, I believe the, the, the one thing that exists that through time and space that I f- have felt and that I know is a word we use called love. Like, you can't kill love. Like, it, it, that travels through time and space. There's no time. You can't, you can't, the love that my mom and dad had for me, that will never die. That's not going anywhere. That exists through eternity, through infinity. You know, and so like that love, if you're putting that out into the world and whatever your practice, religion, spirituality is helping you do that, we'll keep fucking doing that because our world needs more of that. And so that's kind of my philosophy. What I do, I feel through my process and my practices is that I have a daily practice, a daily routine. It's a discipline, if you will. I call it a practice because I have to do it every day. And so I feel like that gives me the best chance to go out into the world and put some good into it. Do I do it every day? Absolutely not. But I know when I leave my house first thing in the morning, I have a good chance at that being successful, right? And so just in that, I have a successful chance of putting some good into the world. And so that's kind of my philosophy on whether you want to call it spirituality, whether you call it religion. I call it spirituality. It's pretty broad. Uh, The best thing that I've acquired to this date uh, is a belief in a higher power. I call it God because I haven't found a shorter word for it. And what's special about my It'd be God? Be tough to find a shorter word than God. Right, only three letters. I is yeah. Right, I is one probably the next closest. Right, but but when I say that word God, there's not another soul in this universe that knows what my mind means, what knows what my heart means. I think we've learned that over the last. It, it, so like it's, it's so, so for me, like you, uh, I grew up in. Uh, Catholic family, like so. My grandparents, Danny and Augie Antiveros, would go. They didn't miss mm-hmm. a weekend at church, you know. Yeah. My mom, I would I would venture to say she averaged two masses a week. There'd be some weeks she'd go to three or four. Yeah. But she was it was all Sunday no matter what, mm-hmm. and then maybe once a week, and then maybe a Saturday thrown sure. in there or whatever. Right. And so I I uh, I had to go to church. I was an altar boy. And then I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school. Uh, but then I had a lot of issues with the Catholic church as I grew older. But my mom, uh, before she passed away, she, she made me promise her, because uh, at the time, Richie, well, she, she helped pick out the school that Richie was going to go to, St. Saint, Saint Gabriel. And it was very important for her, to her for, for me to send my kids to Catholic school, because she said, even if you don't go, then... If they go to Catholic school, they'll at least go to Mass once a week. They'll, be, they'll have religion class. They'll be exposed to it. They'll get a chance to read the Bible. And, and that meant everything to her. So I made her that promise before she passed away. And so even when I haven't, haven't been able to afford it, I made damn sure that mm-hmm. Richie, Phil, and at times it was very tough. And the girls, so they, I'll have all my – I've had a kid at St. Gabe's for – it'll be 23 straight years next year. So they've gone through. They go to St. Pius. That's just that was important. To, it was important to my mom, right? Mm-hmm. I don't go to church very often, and uh, sometimes I'm ashamed of that. But also, I still have uh, a number of issues with with the Catholic Church. But I do uh, have a very I I feel a very important relationship with God. 
and what I believe to be God in Jesus Christ. I pray all the time, and I talk to my kids about it, and I like to listen to them talk about what they're learning in religion class. Uh, when I do go to church, it's because one of them, one of, they're either serving or reading. Um, uh, Richie really doesn't go to church anymore, and I blame me because I wasn't a great example, but he's a, he's a man, mm-hmm. and he, he, can, he, he was exposed to the church, and he can make his own choices, right? But I still believe that I have a very good, healthy relationship with with the God that I worship, and I pray a lot, and I know that uh, I, I don't go to church enough, and so I feel guilty about that. But I'm with you. I, well, you shouldn't you know, feel guilty about anything. I mean, listen, you're right. You're, you're, well, that's, that's being Catholic my, is, is I know there's a lot of guilt. I went to a Episcopal church my whole life, which is basically Catholic. Um, light, it's Catholic light. It's you know they let the the the, the priests can get. Married, they don't have to be mm-hmm. celibate. You know, it's yeah. it, that's the whole Church of England breaking off Henry the Eighth or whatever the hell way back in the day. Sure. So that's that's how I grew up, and I went to church almost every week. I was an acolyte, they call it, when you would call it an altar boy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were at the Catholic Church, and um, you know, I, I did all that, and then, you know, listen, it's just not for me. I, I I think I have a very similar philosophy of what Jake has about listen, what you can do as a human being is just don't harm other people, be good to other people. Whether or not you need to go to church to do that, or whether or not you can just in your whole, own life be like, hey, hey here's the deal. I'm going to try to put good in the world. If I'm nice to people, whether it's called karma or whatever it is, whatever works for you, that's how I live my life. And I, I didn't make um, my kids go to church. And, you know, we would go to church on like Christmas Eve and stuff like that. My right. parents still are very involved in the same church that uh, I grew up in. And, you know, because that's, you know, it's their social place where, where they just have, I just feel like for me, I'm going to be a good dude. I'm going to try not to harm other people. Some people need some more guidance somewhere. But my problem, just in general, when I look at, uh, I don't know about the whole, probably the whole world, I don't know, lots of places, a lot of times when you get organized in these things, <clears throat> a corruption can happen, and it's, and it's right. I don't like the, the outcome of that. Look, so I'm just like, that's how I do it, but I don't ever try to tell anyone how to live their life. I've, I've, I've met. I told you many times you should save money on school, but I get why you know, right? No, you, absolutely. You, you also told me to get a 15-year uh, mortgage, and I did. Hey, you're doing something. So I follow that. It's all right? good. Yeah, yeah but, but, and, hey, look, my my, uh, I've had people in my family try to sit me down and say, "Here, we think you know you should send the kids to to to, to public school," and then right off the bat, it's like, "Well, see, the thing you said, you said my kids, and so I fucking decide yeah, exactly. where my kids go to school." <laughs> right. And then I said, "I made a promise to my mother, yep. and I'm I'm it not breaking is. that fucking promise." Yeah, and then right. I said, "Well, that's all you need to say." But I've met. Some of the most wonderful people that I've ever been around that don't go to church, and by the same token, I've met some fucking awful people that go to church every Sunday. And so that's not the definition of whether you're a good or bad person. All right, so let's get into this a little bit, Jake, because you, you mentioned routine, and yeah. we've talked about this sometimes on the air. What is your routine? You, you're waking up at what time? I, I my alarm goes off about. I, I have a bunch of alarms, but I, I'm out of bed usually by between two fifteen and two twenty five. Right, so Every you get day. up then, and I get up. You're gonna have to work this urine in here somewhere. I don't know if it's gonna switch this stuff up. But <laughs> what do you do? You just meditation, you run. What What is so, your routine? So my routine. First thing I do, I have I, I set everything up the night before, so I have coffee ready, and so I make a big cup of coffee, and then I have a I call it a puja table. It's got a picture of my mom and dad on it. It's got a crucifix on it. It's got a Buddha my grandma gave me on it. It's got a picture of Ram Dass on it. It's got a picture of my grandpa, my uncle who's deceased. Um, my brothers and me as little kids, and it's just kind of my my your space. My space. By the way, that's 
super Mexican. <laughs> yeah. That's like, yeah, you know, yeah, that's one of those super skulls. duper Mexican. It's super Indian, yeah, like, too. But, but like, I'm I just going to say, like, I got Han- Hanuman the monkey right. god up there. Right, like, my, like that's, they described my, my grandmother. Yeah. And the table, she would go. There wouldn't and be no and, 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 there. But praise to the rose. And I burned, no, I'm talking about and I burned, pictures yes. of relatives yeah, and everything. No, I burned Apollo Santo. It's a it's a Peruvian. you say this was called Puja? It's a Puja table is the Indian word for it. You know, When you say Indian, you're talking about the country. Hindu, yeah, it's Hindi. Yeah. Or Hindu, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a picture of Ram Dass's guru, um, you know, so Maharaji. So this is kind of a, 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 you mentioned, like, that's Mexican Catholic, right? That's a lot of those right. kind of idols you're looking at. Or maybe not idols, I mean, not, right? We're remembrances. But it, it, in India, that's Hindu. That's yep. the and then, way. like, you know, like Buddh- Buddhist. Mixed it all Buddhist, up. Buddhist, they sit in front of You know, it's, it's, you know it's, it's, it's all religions, really, at right. some form, you know, Catholics go to church, and what's in mm-hmm. church, in front of the church? I mean, a crucifix, a symbol of whatever, yeah. right? And so, for me, it's it's. So it's you a, meditate here? I do, but I, I have a bunch of daily readings I do. So I have. It's and kind those of, are from um, all kinds all of kinds stuff. Of all kinds of stuff. Same so, ones or? Um, so I, it's pretty steady. I have a, and it's a, so it's a three part process really. So I do my daily readings. I set my daily intentions, and in my daily readings. Um, there's just like, you know, like I have a book called uh, Consciousness Awakenings. And it's just like, you know, what you should, you know, have in your mind during the day. You know, today was pro- process of perfection, mm-hmm. right? We're never going to be, we're never going to be perfect because we're human beings. But if our aim is perfection, we're, we're aiming towards perfection. Sure. Knowing, with the knowing that we're never going to be perfect. So you read these to yourself? I read these to myself. I say my prayers. I say an Our Father. I say the prayer of St. Francis. I say uh, a Sanskrit prayer. Um, and so. And th- then you, you meditate, meditate. Well, then I set my intentions. I mm-hmm. sit quietly and I set my intentions for the day. You know, I, th- it, there are some threads of Catholicism that, that, are, in, that are in there. 100%. The you know, the first thing before, like when I sit down, all right, I have a, a, a bandana that my mom used to wear. I tie it around my head. Um, when she got cancer and lost our hair, I tie my banana around my head. Uh, I'll sit there, and the first thing I say as I sit down is, God, open up my mind. God, open up my heart. Reach in and touch my soul so I can be of maximum service to you, God, and to the men, women, and children I go about today. I'm going to be silly for one second. Yeah. You didn't hear this Paul McCartney shit during this. No, 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 See, now you say that, so then that makes, that unlocks me to be able to say something without, because I don't talk about this. I may have told you, I, I may have told you this before, but trust me, I'm, I'm out there, right? So speaking of others, okay? And I, just to give you more background, I, I, believe, that, I believe in heaven and hell, but I, but I, I, I believe in, in other things as well. I, I do believe that... Uh, I believe in reincarnation. I believe that that we we are contacted um, by people we love after after they've left us, and and so uh, you mentioned the the bandana, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, and this is absolutely true. And it's, I, I, it's it almost sounds too ridiculous for me to talk about, but he said that, so I'll talk about it. Uh, so I have a, a, a coat rack in my basement. You know, there's like five pegs you hang mm-hmm. your coat on, right? And so. Uh, my mom passed away in, in 2006 and you guys know how close that was, that was my best friend. And so she had a, a, a sweater, kind of a hood, a sweater that she would wear all the time. And the night that she, she passed away overnight 
back in October of, of 2006. And so whenever she got home, she hung her sweater on the last hook, right? And then she passed away, and then I, I didn't even realize it. Maybe until a week or two later, I go, oh, there's, there's the last thing that she took off when she came mm-hmm. home and, and hooked mm-hmm. that up. Uh, that, that sweater is still fucking hanging there as we speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've never taken it off. I won't let anyone else take it off because for a while there was this, you know what? It gives me comfort. It makes me think my mom's still here. And I look at it. Mm-hmm. I'd come home because I, you know, I'd, I'd come home, go down to the basement, take my jacket off, hang it up there, see my mom's sweater. And it would just give me a momentarily, uh, momentary moment of, of happiness. Absolutely. Okay. And so then now it sounds crazy because it's 2022, but you know, a, a week became a month, became a year. Everyone knew not to touch it, and it's still there, yeah. you know? And at some point, I would like to, you know, move on from that. But then part yeah, of me well, is like, I don't want to move but on it, from that. But it's not hurt all. nobody. But, but I do, yeah. and I like every, like, you know, when, when Phil got old enough, and they said, hey, that was, you know, that, there's your grandma's sweater. Yeah. And we leave it there, and the, so then I, t- to make it make more sense to me and sound more reasonable, what I tell my family, I said, you know, she, she, she passed away in this house. And so she never left this house. She's yeah. still in this house. And that's why, because when she ever she'd get home, she'd hang her sweater there. And there it is. So she's still with us. Yeah, she and is. it became symbolic for me to show that she's still with us. And just we've talked about this. Is this something I picked up from you that I give you credit for? Uh, and you helped me a lot. Both of you guys did. You were two of the most uh, instrumental people in my lives, in my life after my mom passed away. You told me, and tell me if I'm getting this exactly right, that Denise, uh, about, about giving the present, uh, even after her was her yeah, grandmother her, passed no, away, no, her mom. Or, or her mom. Right, they would, uh, they she would still, um, gosh, until just a few years ago, every year for Christmas, she would give my kids and our our two nephews like a present, you know, from Grandma Doris. Mm-hmm. Who, I still do it. Yeah, so you know that because you know it was, it was just a way to keep them alive because um, her mom died in 1996. And my nephew, my oldest nephew was alive, but just barely. He was like one year old. He didn't have any remembrances. Right. And, and uh, so none of the other kids were alive yet. So, like, it was just a way because they didn't have the, the grandma and from you, before. You told me that, and I thought that was so beautiful. And like I said, at the time, my mom passed away. Richie was nine. Phil was three. The girls were not born yet. And so that gave me episodes for the next Christmas. I said, hey, look, you know, and I lied. I think I said, because my grandma was, my mom was notorious she would buy fucking Christmas presents in March, oh, yeah, and then hide them, them <laughs> hide them. them, and then fucking forget, forget them. them. And we'd find like Easter egg hunt. And so I did the first Christmas because it was in October. I did find some things she'd already bought. She'd like, already bought them, yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. In, so Christmas, hey, this is from Grandma. She, I found this. I know she bought this for you. Had some stuff for me. Mm-hmm. And so then I just kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And so even in this last Christmas. Each kid gets a present from Grandma Babe awesome. to now to where it's almost, you know, it feels like, I wonder what Grandma got me. I said, <laughs> shut up and find out. <laughs> it but, it's, but it's been something that we, yeah. all, we all look forward it's to, and, you know. And, and that's you want a connection. And well, I try to buy them something that I think she would have bought it's, them. It's, and it's just something that I, and I got that from you and I continued it. It's also a way we keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't die until we die. I mean, that's the reality that I've come to understand for me. Like, my mom and dad... I look at my daily life like they didn't see me live uh, a very principled life. And they certainly didn't see me being the man that they wanted me to be. Right. And so that's part of my my statement of purpose. That's part of like my my amends to them as the son that I was that. 
And what was the timing of, of when your mom and dad passed away? So my mom passed away on New Year's Eve in 2007. Okay. So it was about a year and three months after your mom passed. No, it was it was it was just a few months after. No, it was no, the whole, year. whole year. So oh, it was the, the, new, so going into the day before 08. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah. And, and, and for people that don't know the, the, a little bit of a connection there, so when my mom passed away in October of 2006, uh, Jake's mom was at my mom's funeral, and we had we served Mexican food. And your mom was there, and she served. She was, you know, doing everything and serving food to everybody, and and you know, going through the line. And so, and and and, and we've always kind of had this. I don't know. We've thought that, uh, and he was there, and she was there to help me get through the loss of my mom, and that helped prepare me to be there for him just a year later yeah. when you lost your mom and she was there at my mom's funeral. I'll never forget that. Oh, I still have the, I still have the card that's sitting in my binder that but, but she the, gave to you. You came and, and gave me the same card that she'd given to you. Right. I'd I, like to see that. Yeah, I have it. But, but just, I, I remember the look on her face and everything else. Um, and so, but just, you know, there, and, and so that we've always had that mm-hmm. connection because of the timing of, yeah. of everything. So I'm just I'm trying to give people context sure. of what we're talking yeah, about. I mean, well, I think your point is, is real, Jake, because like when, honestly, all we have are memories yeah. I mean, of, of people. And if you, if you forget someone then, or if you don't, you know, try some way to honor them or live your life the way they wanted you to live it or whatever, then, you know, that's in a, when bad, when people are bad and, you know, that means the bad things die with them. But when they're good, you don't want the good things to die with them. You want to continue the good yeah, things. And, and I, that's that's the hard part. And that's what's been difficult for you. I mean, honestly, we're having real talk here. Yeah, no, we're doing absolutely. Because then your dad died a few years later, and you were still not you were not in a good place No, in what I mean, you were doing with your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I was medicating myself with drugs and alcohol big time, when, especially when my mom got real sick. I mean, I, because I hated the way I felt, and I knew that if I drank a, a fifth of Jim Beam, that would sh- instantly change the way I felt. And, and, you, know, and you, know, I talk, you talk about guilt, right? And so, uh, so when my mom passed away, and, and she was a, a devout Catholic, right? But she said that she wanted to be cremated. She'd tell me that all the time. I'd always, can we not talk about that? She yeah. goes, listen to me. These, these are a couple things that you always have to remember. She'd always talk about that. Every kid that you have, I want them to go to Catholic school. Okay, Mom, I will. There's, there's, there's a, a list of a couple people that are banned from my wake because I don't want them fucking looking down on me. And here they are, right? And one of them was her sister that she hadn't talked to in a year. And so I had to live up to that. And there was mm-hmm. almost a brawl of the year. Oh, remember yeah, that? I remember. And, but then the other one was, I want to be cremated. And I just want to, you know, find a place for me in the house. I want to stay there, right? And, but, but that's not, you're not, as a Catholic, you're not supposed to do that. And so then I'm just, afterwards, I'm just so torn. Like, what do I do here? Mm. Because you're not, but she told me, and so then I and I and I've got you know setting up the funeral and they're you know people are advising me against it and I'm like but I what you know yeah I had a cremated yep because that's what she wanted yep. and I've always like but then like did I was that was you that did, was that was you honored her absolutely but it's the point is it can yeah the you know you have guilt because you don't know what to do so yeah no yeah and then it's like, like the way I live is that like. My mom died at 55, and my dad died at 59, and I know that, like, they had a, a lot of life that they wanted to live. And so how I look at my life is I'm my mother and father's untapped potential. Like, that, yes. that, that's what I am. 
because potential is energy unused, right? And so I am my parents' energy. They brought me forth here. And, and look, I, I, had a, I had to do a lot of processing. I've gone to a lot of therapy. And I am at complete peace with both their passings because I have an understanding of just kind of how I look at it's the world. It's taken you a long time to get there, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was on my time, right? And I'll still, I have two giant holes in my heart that will never be filled, right? The, like, there's not a day I don't go by that I wish I could give them a hug. But like if a genie gave me a bottle to rub, I would not bring either one of them back. I wouldn't because it would change the person that I am today. I mean, I literally look at my life and say, I, I had to be sent over the edge to hit my bottom. And if neither one of my parents passed away, I think they're, you know, who knows? We're playing what if, right? But there would be a good chance that I would have harmed myself or someone else within my drinking structure. I drank and drive a lot, uh, shamefully, like blackout drunk. And I'm talking about hundreds, if not thousands of times. Like that's, I was a dangerous society and myself, and I'm not proud about that. But today I don't, I don't do that. Right. That's how I, that's how I fix that. You don't drink at all. No, I don't drink at all. But in, in, in how, how I look at it, and piss maybe, but, (laughs) but I look at it as that, you know, how I have to be, you know, to, to fill out their potential is that I, that's, that's, that's how it works. Well, what you're talking about is what you have found works for you. Yeah. And it's hard to put anyone in a, you know, they try to say, well, you do this and you do this. There's no one perfect There's way. There's no one perfect way to do anything. And what I was saying is and that. And it took you a while to find your way. If you sure. didn't find your way, you were going down the wrong, but I mean, I also the look, wrong path. You, 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 you guys are both you. parents, right? You're mm-hmm. both parents. That's and right. you would give your lives up for either, any of your children. Yes. Without, without question. Without question. That's what my parents did for me. That's what my parents did for me. They sacrificed on maybe not here sitting here consciously, right? But on a some level, on a subconscious level, especially my father, because he suffered from the same illness that I have, on some level, they gave up their lives so I could be here, sitting here, a sober man of seven plus years, trying to do my best to, to help others and be of service, right? Like they sacrificed themselves so I could have this life. And I truly believe if, th- if that wouldn't have happened the way it happened, I might still be drinking. I might just be a really high-functioning alcoholic because there's, there's lots of people that, that live till— Well, you s- were for years. Right. Oh, I was. Absolutely I was. Absolutely. And, and that— High-functioning <laughs> is the correct way to— <laughs> just, you know, Functioning. Yeah, functioning. Know it depends on what okay. day it was. Okay, so uh, this is the way I want to approach this. I'm going to give you an example of something because we, we did this before, and then I want you to— to explain this to me, and then we can start to get into the mm-hmm. seven densities. Because sure. I want to try to, to make it relatable so people can try to understand this. Okay, we've talked about this. And so uh, you know my love of boxing. Mm. But it's, it's mm. and, and people don't understand this. And my kids used to make fun of it. My boys used to make fun of it, uh, the way I would act. But now they understand it more. And especially, like, Richie has really gotten deep into trying to learn more about the Mexican culture, learn more about... Uh, our our family is really dug into those things, and so it's been very interesting to watch him. Don't dig too far. But <laughs> that's right. But I wish I would have spent more time, and this is why this has kind of inspired me to interview my dad mm-hmm. a lot on this podcast. 
because I wasted so many opportunities where I could have interviewed my grandparents about coming over to the United States yeah. from Mexico, about my mom living through the flood and growing up in Armandale and all these things. And I would just hear stories, but because you're, you're a kid, you think you fucking know more than anything else. And why do I want to talk about this stuff? And I wish I would have documented more things, right? And Richie is doing that with his grandfather, with me. And so, um, you know, my favorite fighters ever have always been uh, Mexican fighters that I watched with my grandfather, starting with Salvador Sanchez and then Julio Cesar Chavez. And then my fi- favorite fighters of my era, you know, Juan Manuel Marquez. Uh, when, when me you and, like Canelo? I love Canelo. You but anyway, when, 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 when Susan and I got married, we went to Vegas, got, so married, got buried my Elvis on Friday night, mm. and then went to the rematch of Just, Marco Antonio Barrera. Hey, that was not Elvis. It he died. might have been Eric Morales. And Eric yeah. Morales on Saturday night, right? And so that because it was that big of a deal, greatest week, one of the greatest weekends of my life. Um, but we go through this thing. Now, you mentioned Canelo, right? He's my favorite athlete. He's my favorite everything. I love Canelo. And so for, for people that don't know what I'm talking about, Mexican – Fighters, one of the, one of the, it's almost like a, a, a ritual, almost like a religious experience. When the, the grand Mexican champion going back to Julio Cesar Chavez, traditionally they fight on the weekend of Cinco de Mayo and they fight in September on the weekend of Mexican Independence Day. And they walk out with the mariachis and the Mexican flag and, and there are certain songs. No me se rajar by Vicente Fernandez. R.I.P. And, and so that's right. And so then uh, Canelo Alvarez uh, has his song. He comes out to from Vicente Fernandez. And and some of my greatest memories of, of a child is, is watching Julio Cesar Chavez fights when he'd walk to the ring, watch my grandfather get up with tears in his eyes when they play the Mexican national anthem, just because he's thinking and I, he, though he's thinking about his and he'd be crying right. And I'd ask Grandpa, why are you crying? It's going to be a great fight. And he goes. I'm thinking about Mexico. I'm thinking about my homeland. I'm thinking about, you know, my mom. I'm thinking about my grandmother. I'm thinking of, you know, and I was always so touched by that. But I know, man, why, you know, it's why he's, he's, we're getting ready to watch a great fight. Why is he crying? <laughs> and so now, and it's 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 amazing. Like say before a Canelo fight, right? And he and he and he's known for his ring walks, and he walks out, and then you hear the music, and then you see the Mexican colors, and and I and I. I believe this with all my heart, and I feel it. It's I feel my grandfather and my mom and my grandma. I feel their presence. Like you know, you feel when someone's in the room, right? Like, no, you, no, you know, like if I'm in the room, sure. you know, if I'm in the room, I've got a strong presence, mm, and I can feel you, know, you, yeah, and scent. <laughs> but I, no, but but I, but I feel their presence. Yeah. Like I can't talk to them, I can't go put my arm around them, but I feel. That's all I can tell you. I feel this presence, and I it gets so emotional. I get overwhelmed, and I start to cry. And it's but it's, it's good. It's not like I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm upset. It's it's inspiring. It's uplifting. Uh, it's it's a it's a feeling that I can't replicate, and I I can't wait until the next. It's such a big deal to me, and that's why I, I make so, so much this about a it. Density. Well, I mean, so that's what I'm asking. So what am I feeling? You're feeling I, energy. You're feeling energy from their being, from their soul, right? Because souls don't die, and it, it, it just for just a moment, it it almost satisfies my tremendous desire well, to be with them. It, it physically affects you, emotionally. It, absolutely. And do you ever get chills? Yes. I mean, that's that that is well, it goes through my whole body. It's, it's right, it, I, I, and I hate to use this term, but it feels like a religious experience. It is. It's a spiritual experience. It absolutely is a spiritual experience. That's what you're having because you're experiencing their energy. 
it's just not in the third density. So let me, let's start with that, right? So the first density, we talked about this a little bit last time, right? This planet is... Things that aren't alive. But, yeah, so it's like it's like land, air, and water, right? That, Matter. Those, or right, and so for a billion plus years on this planet, that's all there was, was magma and rocks and... 6,000? Magma. <laughs> 6,000, what do you mean? 6,000 years. No, no, Stitch. Stitch. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> we won't go and there. I got that one, but I'm not going to elaborate. No, Next. Let's, let's not. So, like, so that was the first density. This was a one density planet when Earth when when Earth got here, right? And and so that that created a second density, right? And so second density is like organic microbiomes, things that we can't see, but they're you know plants, things that have I think it's called autonomy and movement. So the first density is being in awareness. So the seven densities, real quick, they each relate to, um, so seven's a pretty spiritual number in terms of there's seven energy chakras. You've heard me talk about the the chakras. That's the glasses you're wearing right now. Yeah, the blue. So this is the fifth fifth chakra. It's your throat chakra. It's the the colors coordinating with blue. So each density coordinates with a chakra. I believe there was an adult film called Throat chakra. <laughs> no, I got no. in trouble for watching that when I was no. a youngster. So the first density is your first chakra. It's it's red and it's the root chakra and it's it's being in awareness. That's like a, a, a rock. Everything around on on the first density when billion year, three billion years ago. Right. So Earth is roughly four plus billion years. So for a billion years, stuff's just going on, and within that beingness created the second density. However, however, cells developed the evolution of life. Right. So let's go back to, to the very beginning here. Right. So there are seven densities of consciousness. They correspond with 70 energy seas. So the universe, as we know it, from what I believe, is a mechanism. Right. For the one, whatever you think the one is. Right. The 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 creator or source energy Power, or right. It is. It's the universe was created for it to experience itself. So put this in layman's terms. What's what's the first density? An example of the first density? A rock. A rock. A rock. Okay, what's the example of the second density? So an animal, right? An animal would be like a deer, you know? It has uh, has movement, you know? A beginning of the second density would be like a plant. It's got autonomy to movement. It's alive, you know? Bacteria. Right, bacteria. You know, those are second density items, right? And so at the – because – there's no like black and white, right? There's like seven, not going to go too deep into it. So there's seven densities, but within each density, there's it infinite, levels. there's infinite amount sure, right. of structures. It's like a scale. And so we're on three. But what's, we're, what's an example of the third density? We are. We're experiencing third density. That's what we are. Because we're, we're like a little more highly evolved. Well, because we have we have a choice, right? That's what that's the difference between us and a deer. Well, you can't be a choice to be a rock, but no, no. But I mean, we have a, we can make choices. A rock, oh, okay, yeah. a rock can't that's, make choices. Yeah, right. a, a deer makes got, choices according it's alive, to nature. It's a lie, but it's, it can't. We yeah, don't yeah, make right. de- we make decisions. Mm-hmm. They they just react. They just instinctual, react, right? Yeah. right? And so where the second density comes into the third density, an example of that would be like a dog, right? We give a dog a name. We create awareness, we put boundaries up, we show it love, and that dog starts to have an awareness of an identity, right? It'll come when you call its name. So that's, that's like a transition between a, the second density and into the third density. We can love an animal and give it awareness, and that's when – so all these densities are evolution of consciousness, Right. Okay, I'm that, following you. So that's far. what we're talking about. We're talking about consciousness. The consciousness in a rock is different than a consciousness in the plant, and different than the consciousness in, in an animal. And then w- the, the shift happens is when humans, humans, where that, we go to four. Well, so that that's that's the next density, right? And that's 
So okay, so I I'm, I'm, I understand this so far. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I got this. All right. So 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 the the fourth density right is is our planet shifted to host fourth densities. Uh, it, we saw it slowly happening, um, like in the seventies, but it, like it was distinctual, and they put a date on it in two thousand twelve. Who's that, they? Well, I, okay, so what do you mean it shifted, and who's they? That's right. okay. So Paul McCartney. A, a lot of this I get from a, a channeled work called the Law of One, right? And it, what work? The law. It's a channeled the work. Channeled work. Right. So, okay. so this sixth density consciousness, right? It is is it? It's like multiple consciousness at a higher plane, right? There are, and this is just a theory. They are what what came to Earth ten thousand years ago, and what showed the Egyptians, and and also helped the Egyptians. Create the pyramids. Just the Lyrans and all this. No, 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 stuff, no, 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 no. Okay. No, that, that's that's different. That's different. That's a different structure. So these are beings from somewhere else. Right. They're came be- to the earth. they're beings in this universe. Mm-hmm. Right. They're around. And, and so they were six density beings. They 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 went down to the fourth density, right? And they came and they showed up as light beings. But so how they they helped construct. They showed these humans all this this technology, and it started getting distorted. So they left because the. So group, when did they leave? They left, like, I think, around for uh, like maybe a thousand years, like ten thousand years ago. So this is, this is like ancient Egypt time. And this is a theory that just people have put out there. Well, so this is the channel work. So Ra is the is the is the the consciousness that's channeling through these three people. Uh, Carla Rukert was the channeler, and then James Allen McCarty was the scriber, and then Don Elkins was the questioner. Right. So these three people. These three people. They and this is 1981. Mm-hmm. And they, they, Donna, uh, Carla was her name. So she, she was able to channel. And so she, this, this sixth density, we'll call it raw, right? This consciousness named raw channeled through her and started giving her all this information. So where's Carla now? Carla's deceased. The only one that's still here is James. Why did, why did raw? Yeah. Why, why? Was he channeling? He, he, he how he said is he has such a narrow spectrum, and she was on that spectrum, and so he got in touch with her because because of what they did in Egypt got so distorted. They wanted to make sure the next time that they came down to pass this information on that it wasn't distorted. What are they doing there? They already did. They are, so they did. So it. That, that's what the, there's five books called the Law of One, and it's 106 sessions of channeled work, and it's this lady being channeled into this guy asking her the questions and this guy scribing it sounds like hocus pocus to me sure sure i get it i get it but i mean it's and you're all... exploring this you're not 100 percent on this yet or no no this I, this I i firmly believe this and what what i've done is i take what resonates with me because this isn't the only thing that talk like this isn't the only theory that talks about densities, right? Can you just get these books anywhere? Yeah, I just it? yeah. You can like, if I go to Amazon, but log yep. one, I can. Yeah, I can get, okay, absolutely. And so I have the I have the fortieth edition hardbacks. And, I'm, I'm I'm trying to, to 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 keep this on a level where people can understand because that this is overwhelming here. And so then th- I may be lost right now. The, well, the third density is us, humans. Us, okay, right. And so then what's so the best way because you jumped to six, and so then what's what's four and five? Okay, yeah, yeah. So I didn't mean I mean so let's summarize the first three real okay. quick, real quick. So the first is like consciousness sleeps in a rock, right? Right. It dreams in an animal, and then it wakens in a human. So that makes perfect sense to me. Okay. It awakens in a human. So then right? after and, that, this is where. And we so get after that, so the 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 shortest density, the smallest density is is ours, and it's also the hardest density because we're given a choice, right? 
It's choice of service to self or service to others, right? Free will. Free will, exactly. But there's not a right and wrong decision. There's just not. The way way that law of one works is everything is part of the, the, the source energy, right? Everything came from that. So there's no right or wrong. It's just your choice. That's just your choice for your soul, your individual soul that's traveled billions of years. You, but how it plays out is that, you know, you're eventually going to have to struggle through that, that, that you, we know people on this third density that are narcissistic, that are mean, that have made that choice, whether it was consciously or subconsciously to service to self, right? I lived a lot in that, right? But then I had an awakening and I, you can live in both, can't you? Yeah. 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 But that's the humanness in it. But like you know, people who are who are narcissistic who don't go back and forth. There's a lot. Right. Of, there's a lot. Well, sure. There's millions, if not billions, of people that do that. But that's why this planet is a third density planet because people they reincarnate here to have have their soul experiences to learn from them. So you die, then uh, you go to the fourth density, or what? Well, I mean, that's I mean, or, or you yeah, you return there, but you you go back in, into. Third density eventually, if you don't. That's re- the reincarnation okay. part so, of it. So, so pause here for a moment because okay. this is what it brought it up in the last podcast. And so, again, to try to make it relatable, I told you the story of how I had a, a very vivid dream where I was with my grandmother and my mother and I was having lucid conversations with them that I remembered. And it felt so real and so powerful that when I woke up, I felt like I had just been with them because sometimes, you know, you dream about somebody, but you don't remember any details, Mm -hmm. right? I remembered everything that I said. It felt like I had just was with them. And then when I woke up, I was so upset because I woke up and I, I I told, I said, you're not going to, it feels like, man, I fucking remember everything she said. It made sense. I felt like I was, I now I just felt like I just got off the phone with my mom. Right. Uh, And so I told you that and you said, that's real. And you said, that's them contacting me on the fourth density yeah and so then try to explain that that's the fourth density them contacting me in my dreams yes so so look we have a subconscious that's never stops it's always running that's what you dream through right right and that's where we remember the first podcast we talked about the pineal gland Mm -hmm. right that's our direct connection to our subconscious because i also dream some fucking horrible things that i don't want to be true like you know and they're not i mean they're not they're 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 messages they're to be interpreted all of them all of them i mean (laughs) it's your subconscious Mm. telling you something right well, I don't know if I want all that. I don't. I may. I may not want to hear what God's trying to tell me. Fair I'm, enough. And the some microphone doozies. is all uh, right. Yeah. So, so, so this goes back to what we're talking about: uh, having a clean diet, right? So, when you're sleeping and dreaming, it's called an astral projection. You're on a different plane. That's the fourth density, right? And the Earth is currently shifting into being able to hold fourth densities. That's the shift that's going on. That's why shit's real fucking crazy right now. Because our our planet is changing. The energy. So think about everything that matter has a vibration. All this. This table has a vibration. We have a vibration. And as you go up the seven densities, our vibration gets tighter, just like a sound wave, right? And so a rock sound wave, a, a rock's vibration is real slow, and it doesn't have very much consciousness. And, and so you go up the line. So the higher the density, the higher level of consciousness and the higher vibration that we have, right? And so on the fourth density, it's higher than we are, but we can reach it because 
of our subconscious. It's and part of us. And you say the difference between, like, say, me and you is I, I can't control that. It just happens sometimes in my dreams. But you are able to reach that level while you're awake, and you can control it. Yes. You can get to that that level because, like, obviously, I would like I wanted to go right back to sleep, yeah. and try to get, and then then it didn't you had happen. To do that you know? fucking show though, didn't you? Right. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. honestly that's why I practice every day, right? Because right now my ability is that sometimes it happens to me, and sometimes it, it you know, I, how do you practice that? Sitting quietly, quiet in my mind, opening myself up. Telling God I'm open for any messages you have for me. I'm gonna sit here and be quiet, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just quiet my How mind. How long do you sit there? For- um, every day. I mean, somewhere I set my timer, and it's usually between 15 and 20 minutes. It's just silent. And, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of stuff is is given to me through when I run. You ask me why I run so much, right? I'll tell you about a real fucked up story. And this oh is this this is mm-hmm. this is an example of me being on the fourth density. Why I'm here, right? So this was uh, back in 2018, and, and then I, I'll go back and I'll tell you the first time this ever happened to me, which was when I was in Maui, which is, uh, blew me the fuck away. It still does sometimes. But this is a situation where I was running. It was August, uh, and it, so it was hot as fuck. And, and so I, I was waiting till late at night because it was literally like 100, 105. So I, I, I'm running, and all of a sudden, while I'm running, and so I've since learned that I have clear essence, which means... I can sense stuff through my smell that isn't like I smell things that other people don't smell. Like a hound. <laughs> Somewhat, but it's on, a, it's on a different density level, right? And so I'm running, and it's the middle of the summer in August. It's probably at night 95 or 100 degrees, hot as fuck. And all of a sudden, all I can smell is campfire. Mm-hmm. That's, and, the, and I'm like, who the fuck is outside burning something, right? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it was like strong as I'm running. It's like I'm running. It's like this is awful. Like I'm trying to run away from, it, but it just it's here. It's in. And then I'm I'm reached out and my father contacts me, right? My dad, son. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I just go with it. And I just and I have this conversation with my father out loud. Out, out loud. You're running. I'm running, talking. talking to my dad. Mm-hmm. So, but what was the smell? It was the campfire. And so my father would take us camping all the time. All the time, every we go fishing, you know, on the fishing traps, and and he always talked. He loved cooking over a campfire, and so like that was his way of getting my attention. So does it? So does the conversation end when you ended, or does it just go away and you can't control it? Well, so this was what the fucked up thing was because this what message wasn't for me, right? Right. He's like, you need to go tell your brother this, and he was telling me shit. Big I bro, little bro, little bro, mm-hmm. telling me shit that I had no idea, right? And so. I get done from this run, and I literally think I'm fucking crazy. Like, this shit just happened to me. Like, I've taken a lot of drugs in my life, Steven, a lot. And I'm thinking, like, is this a fucking fly? Because I've eaten a lot of LSD in my life, a lot of mushrooms. I've done a lot of psychedelics. Go on. And I'm sitting there thinking, is this a flashback of some type? You know, and I'm just like, you know, I'm like, whatever. I, I, he told me to fucking tell Derek this, so I, I got to call my brother and tell him, you know. So Did you wait till he was awake? Because <laughs> this was early in the morning, right? No, no, this is late at night because I was running at night. Yeah. So he's out in, in California. And so, it, you know, it was like 10 o'clock at night okay. here. And it, so it was like 8 o'clock there. And so I pick up the phone and then I, I said, no, you have some time because I need to tell you some stuff. I got a fucking story for you, bro. <laughs> so, but so then like, 
So what did, did he, it was make he sense? Did, did, oh, it, well, it, moved you, him, it moved him to absolute tears, and he said, "What the fuck?" But there's no way you would have known no, what to tell him. No, and so he's like, he, no, so he had he had like, "Holy fuck, are you like, like what the fuck? How do you know? Like this is only between me and like." So then now does he did that cause him to believe you? Yeah, I mean we have all kinds of conversations about shit, and like yeah, he like. He like he has his life and I have mine, but there's things he'll bring to me and I'll kind of decipher. And he and he's growing his he's on his journey. Okay, right? and this isn't for everybody. Not like what I learned. There's so to circle back. I told you about that that book, Journey of Self Discovery, right? And I was 2000. And then my friend's mom gave me three books, right? And the most impactful book I've ever read. Or two of those goosebumps. From the- <laughs> no, no, you own the power. Right, is one by Rosemary Alty. You own the power. You own the power, and this woman is she's British and she's she's a medium, and that's where we go back to my mediumship. This book explained to me that everybody has that ability, and it's something you got to try to unlock. You can work on it and practice it, and some people are way up the spectrum. They don't have to try real hard, and they're born with it. But some of those people can't. They struggle through real life, right? And but it it resides within all of us. It's a power inside of us it's our soul it's our contact to source and so i read this book you own the power and that's when you know that was 2014 when i was starting to get sober and looking for who am i ultimately what am i about who do i want to be you know because I, I i get sober and i think my sobriety is just about not drinking and it turns out that alcohol is not really my problem i'm a selfish asshole and that's my problem and I learned that the hard way. But maybe alcohol was kind of your problem. No, alcohol was my answer. Oh, it wasn't my problem. Yeah, yeah. Answer, it, that was my solution. That's the wrong answer. And I took the solution away, and then it was just me. Okay, so uh, can you reach out and contact someone specifically, or do you have to wait for them to contact you? Um, so I mean, right now, the only experiences I've had are, are really with uh, people I've had contact with here. Uh, my mother and my father are quite present. What happened in Maui? So, so this is the first time that it wasn't my mother or father, and it was a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, who passed away in uh, May of 2017. We'll just, uh, for his family's sake and for my sake, right? We'll just call him Jay, right? So my buddy Jay, uh, he decided, you know, he struggled with depression. He struggled with a lot of the same things I did. Um, Growing up, he was he was really close to my mom. I mean, there was a situation when we were in high school where he lived like five minutes away from me, and his mom and my mom were really good friends. And and they're like we were sophomores in high school, and my mom just said, "Jake, get in the car. We gotta go to Jeff's." And he was in a bad situation. He locked him in himself in the room. His mom didn't know what to do. Called my mom. My mom knocked on the door and said, "Hey, Jeff, can I come in there?" You know, he let her in for some reason. You know. 30 minutes later, she comes out and she's like, you need to go talk to your friend. And then she went and talked to his mom and, and he, you know, he had some issues. He had some really bad demons. Um, and so uh, he passed away in May of 2017. And so I go to Maui, May of 2018. And this was kind of the first, like, this is kind of my first out of the body experience, I'll call it. And... Um, so this is a meditation. I went to go see Ram Dass, meet Ram Dass at this point in time. He was an influential spiritual guide for me. His teachings still are very impactful for me. Um, absolute hero. I used to call him my guru. I don't believe in gurus anymore. And he has since passed away. He's, he passed away December uh, 2019. So I met him, had an unbelievable experience with him. 
And it, this, in about August of 2017, I started doing my hospice work. And that's where, you know, he started talking about that. I started doing, uh, I started doing work with people who, who are who mostly ter- life. terminal cancer, mostly just because mm-hmm. of my experience with both my parents. And I found out that I had a profound ability to sit with people who are transitioning and not see them in their sickness, look past their sickness and look at them soul to soul, so to speak. And, you know, and, and people I had, I've had profound experiences with those people, you know, where they'll be like, wow, you're sitting here, you're not treating me different like everybody else who walks that door, you know, and I just sit there and some people are open to come out and play and some people want to be left alone. And I, you know, I'm, that's not me. I, I, that's my higher power. And I just go do the work of God through this vessel. Right. So fast forward this, this, this in May of Maui, 2018, I'm at this uh, meditation slash it, it, it's the foremost authorities on, on passing, right? Um, a man named Frank Ostaseski, who started the first Buddhist hospice in the United States in San Francisco in 1996. Um, and, and I went and studied under him later in that year. So they're doing like, it's like, like basically the, we have like, I don't want to call it a workshop, but the, they're like lectures, so to speak. Right. And, Almost every lecture at the end of it or at some point in time of it, there's a meditation of some sort in it. And so I was like front and center for every lecture except for this lecture. And it was Frank Ostaseski, and he wrote a book called um, uh, The Five. Um, it'll come to me later. It's not important right you now. You had skipped class. <laughs> I didn't skip class. I just running late. And okay. so I come into the hall, and like it's packed, and I was pissed. Um, and like there was like one seat left, and next to this really attractive woman, and I was like, "Oh, mind if I sit here?" Well, okay. Yeah, no, this worked out nice. Well, all right. So I'm sitting here, and Frank's giving his lecture, and then we sit down and we do this meditation. And so I, I start to get into this meditation, and then within like two minutes of this meditation, and, and let me back up just a little bit. When I first walked into the resort, right? Like I don't even know if there's bald eagles on the island of Maui. But I saw a fucking bald eagle, and it flew over me like above, and I just immediately felt the presence of my friend Jay, like like, whew, and because it, it was about a year from the time he passed, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow. Like, was there any significance to it being a bald eagle, or no? I mean, I yes, you'll find that out here as I finish this story. Yes, to, I thought yes. Was so, was 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 it named Eagly by any chance? No, okay. it was not named Eagly. Yeah. You, have to, you have to watch Peacemaker to Peacemaker, get that joke. John Cena on the HBO. Very good. Give me a hug. Right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting down in this meditation. I'm sitting next to this woman. And uh, I get into this meditation. And all of a sudden, I'm just, I'm cracked out of my body. And I'm with my friend Jay. You, what? How did you just? Out of my body. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm out of my body. And I am in my father's hospital room. And we're sitting above. And it's. It's the fucking room, and I'm fucking there, right? And I'm sitting with him, and, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And he wouldn't say anything to me. He'd just go like this, right? Jay was saying that? Yeah, okay. just, just like. Okay, I'm, I'm, honest question. Were you, you, you weren't under the influence of nothing, any type nothing, of hallucinogen? No drugs, else? no drugs. But while this is happening, are you like, what the fuck? Yes, you, or, big time you know, what the fuck. But you're. Meditating, right? Okay, well, okay. and I'm not though. I'm like, I'm like, I like time and space. But you didn't get up and go anywhere. You, you were your I'm, body was in my, Hawaii. Yeah, I'm class. in Hawaii in this fucking lecture hall, and and I am in my father's hospital room in the corner of the room up above, 
and I'm seeing a replay, right? Just like the, Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge. Exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. Exactly like that. And I'm sitting there watching it, and I like, I like, I don't remember my words verbatim, but they were like, "What the fuck?" And you know, he just look at me like this and point, and so I start paying attention to what's going on. And I'm telling you, like this hospital room, identical. Like it is the fucking room, right? And so there's there, there's there's up until this point, there's like something that was really, and it still is really hard for me. Right. And the night before my father passed, um, he had come to this realization that he, he wasn't going to make it, right? And the doctor was in there, and like nothing's working. And he made everybody, like, made every, like Jake, get everybody out of here. And everybody, I, I told everybody to leave. And I was sitting on the bed with him, and he just has an oxygen mask on, and he's looking at me, and he's clearly upset. He's got tears on his face, and he pulled his Austin mask up, and he says to me, he says, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to die. Right. And for my whole life, and to this moment, I had no idea what I said to him in that moment. No idea. Because this was when you were yeah, I, I mean, I, medicated. I was, yes, yes, yes. I couldn't. I mean, I was, I was, I was sick myself, but I was. Lotto. Yeah, but I was, I was doing my best. Mm -hmm. But I, that moment caused me a lot of pain post that moment. Because you couldn't remember you what you what said to him. No fucking idea. You were out of your mind. I mean, so to speak, but I also was, I, I've come to since understand that that's trauma too. Mm -hmm. oh, like I, sure. I wasn't, I wasn't like blackout drunk in the moment, but I mean, I, my, 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 my daily life was come here. You were not mentally go to, healthy. Go yeah. to arts, go to the hospital. And this was like a four week period. Go home and get hammered. Right. And repeat every day. Come to work. Go to Arts, and which is a company my dad owned, and he wasn't there, so I'd have to go get all of his work, take it to the hospital. We'd go through his work, and then go home, and I'd medicate. And so, through that process of four straight weeks, I mean, I did you a lot were in a bad way. I was, and I do a lot of drinking over it because I had a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, and so I. So you didn't remember what happened, but when you had this out of body experience, you remember what you said. Right, well, he shows me, and mm -hmm. and so I got to see what my answer to my so father you were able was. to hear it and yeah, see it. I okay. saw it all replayed, and, and my answer was like, "It's, it's okay, Dad. It's gonna be okay because we all die. Right. That's what happens." But so then, when you saw that, did that? I know you're seeing it, but then you think that that is what I said. Yeah. Why that, do you say so that? No, no, I knew it was fact. Like, why that do was you think true. your friend was there with you? Because I've sent like, because I have contact with him. Like, mm -hmm. that's like he's one of my guys. He's helping you. And he I knew mean, that, that bothered you, and he had the uh, opportunity. Yeah, to and do like, in 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 and I've seen a lot with him since, and we've we've had we have we've had past lice together since. Okay, so before I lose him, because I got two things in my head, so I'm going to ask you what, what these are. Okay, so. My experience that caused me all this guilt, and again, hey, I've had a lot of fucking issues. I did a podcast about me, you know, and my mental health issues and battling depression and everything else. I did that a few months ago. People uh, understood that and, and, and watched that and took that for what it was. But uh, so the, the, the day before my mom passed away, uh, we got into it. And me and my mom, she's like my best friend. But we were always around. That was my... You know, she was she was single. She was never going to get remarried after my dad uh, and her divorce. Uh, and when I met Susan, she knew like, hey, my mom comes with me. That's my I, I take care of my mom. Uh, and so we were always together and we would fight sometimes mm. oh, yeah. and just say just terrible. But we'd always make up. Right. We got into it the day before she passed away. She passed away on a Sunday morning. She passed away the day that the Chiefs played the Steelers and the 
little Larry Johnson yank. Pulled the hair. Troy Palomalo by his hair. And so it was, was a really good it was, game. Rad was not. <laughs> and so the day before, on Saturday, we had, uh, or the, the Friday night, we had got into it about something. And then Saturday, she was mad and she went to a woman's conference and she was gone all day. And then I was doing my thing or whatever. And then she came home and I knew enough to where my mom, you know, I had been told for since I was fucking 12 years old, your mom could die at any time because she, I mean, she had COPD, she had horrible asthma, she'd had all these health issues that it that had haunted her. And she she lived, I, I maintain that me having sons extended her life Absolutely. and gave her reason. So that's fact. We got into a, a fight. And then I, I remember uh, I, was, I was shocking watching a fight Saturday night and I was waiting. I was really tired, but I was fighting sleep with all because I, I, I wanted to see her and she was staying gone because I knew she was mad. But I always had this thing why we can't go to bed mad, you know, because I was always there's always I had this fear that my mom would pass away mm-hmm. in the night. That's when she had really bad breathing problems. And so I remember, but it was different. It was almost like a, a desperation. I have to talk to my mom before we go to sleep. Uh, and so then finally I hear her come home. She comes home and I go up there and I talk to her. And I, she was still kind of cold to me. She's like, I'm fine. It's, you know, I go, mom, I'm sorry. I, I was, I overreacted. I, you always said, don't go to bed, man. I love you. I love you. Okay. I said, there's food in here. We, you know, left over and we talked and it was, and it was okay, but she was still kind of cold to me. I said, listen, I'm, I, I apologize. It's my fault. I love you. Know, I, I was, I was like, it was weird. That in my, and and I even Susan goes, just leave her alone. You know, you're, you're, why are you? Don't I, pester your mother. Right. I go, hmm. you know, and so then we wake up the next morning and, and she had, uh, and she had passed. And so I always had a tremendous amount of guilt that I feel like I didn't make up with her properly. And she was still mad. And why did I fucking have a fight with we her did that day? Something. Oh, I, I did, but it, I didn't connect with her. I, cause I could always tell then she'd smile. She goes, Oh honey, I'm not mad anymore. But she was still, I felt, I feel, I still feel like she was still pissed off at me and that fucking haunts me. Right. Uh, and so, so that's one thing that's kind of similar. And I've always, but then I, I go, was she mad at me? And I, I, and I replayed over and fucking over to where I've driven myself crazy by it. You know, what did I say? What was the last thing I said to her? I told her I loved her, right? Nothing was good. I told her it was my fault. What did I say to her? What did I say to her? You know, I just vicious cycle in my head, right? Uh, and so that's one. Th- the other thing uh, that I wanted to ask you about. And so the first time, and I, I, I promise you this is true. So I played two songs at her, her funeral. Uh, one was uh, um, she, she loved "Moody Blue" by Elvis. She said that song was about her and explained her. And I didn't really kind of realize that and understand that until after she passed away. The other one was Babe by mm-hmm. Sticks. Her name, her nickname was Babe. Yeah. And she loved that song, and she always said, you know, it sounded like they were singing to her. Hmm. And so um, the girls never met my mom, but one of them is named after her, the other one looks like her. And so uh, the first time we were gonna, I was going to get a chance to take all four kids trick-or-treating. My mom loved Halloween. Loved, she would make all of my costumes when I was a kid. She loved dress up and everything else. Even the time when she made me dress as a female witch when I was five, and I was <laughs> mercilessly uh, criticized and made fun of by a little my little chubby right? witch. No, I was, no, I was, I was, I was a skinny little boy. Mm. I didn't put on. I started putting on weight until uh, until college. I was very lean and sinewy. I've seen some and pictures so, of you that you weren't all that. I had a lean. fat face. Okay. Uh, and so, um, picture of you and Deron Cherry at Airway. You ain't all right. skinny there. Oh, I look good. <laughs> I look good. Then. I was. I was. I weighed about one thirty with my hair. Weighed about one sixty because it was a yeah. big, almost big a pompadour. Head. And so, um, 
I we, we're, we're I never forget this. We're driving in the car. We're driving to my dad's house because mm-hmm. we're going to take the kids. It's the first time. I can't remember how the girls, but this is the first time they they're you're going to be able to yeah. dress up and walk. And we're going to so go, like four years old. Yeah, maybe three or four. Yeah, yeah first or right. and I can't wait. So yeah, and, and so when I told my I told my, hmm. my Susan I said, "Fuck, man, I wish my mom was here." Mm. You know, because this is this is what she right. Mm. It's Super Bowl right here, and we're because this is it. She yeah. would have been, you know. I shit you not. We're driving to my dad's, and we're, it's a radio station. It wasn't satellite. It's just we're listening. I don't know. And the mix night. No, not it would have been old. Or something. We were listening. to Fucking Sticks. song comes on. Sticks, Sticks babe. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I just start yeah. fucking crying. Yeah. And I, I, I had to pull the car. I go. Yeah, I go, Susan. Tell me this is a fucking coincidence. No. Tell me I'm fucking crazy. No. I was just talking about this, and this fucking song came on, and then of course I get over there, my dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that, no, no, that's your mom. So then, what's that? That's your mom. Well, there that's, was, uh, we had a. That's similar, your absolute right. Mom. But so that's, but that's, but also here's something else because we talk about sixth sense, right? right? But you tell people that oh, that's just a fucking coincidence. No, like, it's how not. can that it's be? Not. Of all the it's fucking not. songs, and all we were all in the car yep, together. It's not. And I guarantee you, your mom came to your kids, and your kids saw her. I mean, and felt her and experienced her. I, I promise you that because we, until we learn, like that's that sense. Like kids, just like your mom had that conversation with you in your dream, because that's the only way she can get a hold of you right now because of how programmed our minds are. But when we're little kids, we don't have a programmed mind. And so we can see that stuff that's on the fourth density. We can experience it because we haven't been programmed yet. Our minds are just computers. That's all they are. And so, you know, my brother has some just whack out crazy experiences with my nephew as a little kid. He never knew that my dad was called Papa Bob. He never knew what Papa Bob looked like. But then all of a sudden he sees a picture and goes, Papa Bob? Like how the, like my brother's like, you've never heard that ever before. What the fuck? Like, right. you know, like, like as kids, we are, we are entities that are pure. We are pure entities. Not corrupted yet. Right. We don't, whatever. Not, what, when I say corrupt, it's not bad. No, no. Programmed. Programmed. Programmed in society. And, and that's, that's, that's a fact. So like, we don't have those programs built in. So we're pure. We're, we're in the moment. We're present. We're not thinking about what am I doing next week? What happened last week? We're present. We're in the moment and we're pure human beings the way God intended us to be. And that's, that's washed out of us. That's our sixth sense. That's the movie. The time I see dead people. Well, because we're pure, we're innocent, and we have that ability all in us. That's you own the power, right? We all have that power in us. And so, like, yes, that's your mom. Yes, that's how she has to. Sometimes has to be so fucking obvious and it smacks us across our head, and we'll talk ourselves out of it. But it's so obvious. But it, that, that man, that's why I said, how can this be a fucking coincidence? It's not. When, uh, the, it, it, the it, night, know, it's my, supernatural. It's spiritual. It's a spiritual experience. I think most things are coincidences. That's me. My mind's not open enough yet. Yeah, Maybe I don't fine. want it to be open. But I, most people are conditioned. That's what we're but, conditioned. Right. We're, we're, we're forced I, to, 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 like, as kids, we believe all these things. I yep. did, I but society and fucking, you know, forces life, us to fucking let life, go of that. The, the struggle of life does. The night my wife's mother passed away, she died of uh, breast cancer in 1996. And uh, we had we were at the hospital for a couple hours afterwards, and we came home, and um, we I had a uh, 
a sweet stereo system with a five-disc changer. Yeah, boy. And That's so, good shit. Uh, this was uh, before iPods. Carousel or a cartridge? It was a carousel. Ah. Remember so, mine? I had mine in my trunk in my yep. oh, yeah, Park Avenue. Yeah. yeah. This When we got home, this was a, a, a carousel, a JVC thing, I think. I, and so you could just hit random on it. Mm -hmm. So it would just go from song to song Shuffle. or whatever. So there were five CDs in there, whatever was just in there. And the first fucking song it played was Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, now, man. that's only a one in 60 chance or whatever. It's not like Less any song right. that's on the radio. Right. But still, I mean, it could have easily played whatever else was in that yeah, thing. And it no. was just really kind of weird that that happened. Maybe it was some message from somewhere. Or maybe it's a coincidence. I don't know. I, this has been very heavy. I'm going to make one joke. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, Here we, yeah, yeah, we fucking yeah. go. I got, my, that story's not over yet. What? Here's, here's uh, can you go fucking find out with your buddy Jay and watch this fucking wreck with Paul McCartney. That's, I just want, I want to see. Can you like seek no. out specific information? I mean, no, not, not at this point yet. Like that's what I'm Maybe saying. Maybe someday. I'm, I'm practicing, right? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. And so, so uh, that's not a bad question, you know. No, no, yeah, fair enough. Okay, fair so enough. like I'm just letting you. We have like it wasn't very personal. Then we like so. six, five minutes okay, left. Okay, so I'll, I'll wrap it up. No, real no, quick. take this. Wrap it up. It also because we're not. This we is not the whole thing. We're no, not. No, yeah, this we're, is, we're only on the. Guess like, what? This is going to be part three coming up. Yeah, that's fine. So, so wrap it up the way you want to in these five minutes. So real quick, I'll just finish the story of Maui, right? Okay. And so because I see this and like it, I'm fucking moved. I'm like, holy shit! And then all of a sudden, like. I'm like, I'm crying, right? I'm crying. And then all of a sudden I'm just snapped back and I'm in, I'm back in my body. And do you, do you feel something? You, did you feel like it's, or just, I mean, there's a, there's just like, or it's like waking up. It's like waking up. And so I don't know if I just fell asleep and had a dream. I don't know if I like, like literally that's, that's my initial thought. I was like, I just fell asleep. But you didn't move at all. You were no. still in the same position. Right. Okay. All same right. position. And I, and I fucking have tears going to my face. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I felt like, a, again, like like 2018, like I was crazy, like when my dad talked. But this, you know. Right. That, so this was May before that even happened. Right? And so I'm like, what the fuck? And this lady sitting next to me, I still talk to her, Tiffany. And Tiffany looks over and she like fucking just like, and she just taps me. She goes, can I talk to you when this is done? And I'm like, yeah, Sure. Right. What are you thinking? Like, well, what did I fucking say when I was out? I, I don't. I had, no, I'm like, like I must. I hope I didn't do anything. Yeah. What <laughs> right. did I do? Right. Right. I've been known to do things yeah. I don't remember. Right. Absolutely. So it all. Le everybody leaves, and we're just sitting there. And she's like, um, I have to ask you what 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 you just experienced. And I was like, well, why? Like, that, I, I I'm not even sure I know what I just experienced. She goes, Well, I'm a medium. And I'd, I've been doing a lot of work, and I looked over at you during this meditation, and all I saw was a giant head of an eagle, and it freaked me the fuck out. And I closed my eyes right back up. I closed my eyes right back up, and I and I was like, "Was and that eagly?" How did she not fucking see that and run the fuck out of that room? Because she's a, like, she's a medium, and she's been doing so a lot she's of work. Used to that, well, yeah. It freaked her out. She closed her eyes instantly. And was like, "Oh my god, I'm going crazy." I'm just being honest with you. If I look over and see a giant head, I'm fucking gone. Right. I'm, I'm jumping off that fucking right. And so right like, now. and so she it freaked her out to like scared the sh like scared the shit out right. of her. Right. And she's like, "I closed my eyes. I wanted to ignore it. I, I I prayed for it to go away, and I looked back over, and it was you were still there." And then all of a sudden, I felt what I call eagle energy, the presence of eagle energy. And she's like, I got to know what the fuck was going on. And then you told her. And, and so I told her a story. And she, we talked about it. She's like, that's your friend. He's your eagle energy. Like, that's like, 
Use your eagle energy. Okay, so are you a medium? Yes, I am. I am. You used to be a 4X. Right. Yeah. <laughs> done well. 5X, that's but, what I did. <laughs> like you, you, you are a me, or you're working towards becoming I, I a medium. I call it a mediumship. I'm working on my mediumship. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have experience. How do you know when you're done? Like when, okay, I, I, well, I mean, I'm, you're never or you're done. Never, you're always I okay. mean, it's just like, it's like it, the Buddha talked about enlightenment. Like you don't just all of a sudden become enlightened, right? It's like, it's, it's a lifelong experience. Like, and so it's like, it's a skill and it's something that you harness, but it's like, also it's like, I've, I, I could tell you all kinds of stories, like some fucked up shit. Like, I mean, I have them, I have them and they happen often. Well, you told us some of the next already, episode. So. I mean, I mean, I could tell you like, no, I mean, there's like, there's, there's messages I'm given on a, on a, on a somewhat regular basis. Think about what? Are the Chiefs going to cover the spread Sunday? <laughs> I wish I could. I'm trying to figure out that fucking well, There's no bit like messages only pertaining to you or yeah. about the world or about Just other about people. about my direction and what's going on in my okay. life. Okay, so here's an honest question. So, like, say if you got some kind of message about Todd or about me or people, someone you're close to, you, mm-hmm. do you do you go and tell that person or do you have to keep that to yourself or do you because that's not something that's very easy to tell so like if you know like got a I, message about was me, hard, you, like with my brother right I mean, that was super fucking hard to deal with and tell you know like tell him like, like hey dad in this specific instance right but that's your brother right so right no and i know. haven't i haven't been i haven't I haven't come across that yet and also like like this channeling shit that this lady did i'm not interested in that like I'm not interested in entities coming into me. Well, like if some of my mom said, you, "You go tell my son to quit with this fucking shit." Or yeah. like, would you? So, I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, but I don't try to channel your mom, so I don't know. But, if, she, but could she? Like, if my point is, if she was trying to contact me and says, "Quit buying Canelo stuff," right? But, <laughs> right, or you know, or you stop with these fucking credit cards. But I mean, would, no, that's no. Yeah, no. Would I she, mean, like, possible, do, do you think possible. she knows that you are a medium, and maybe that's the way she can get to me because your, your dad knew to. Yeah, I mean, you po- see what I'm saying though. Like, you- yeah, I mean, but like, I feel like that channel was open when I saw, had that experience in May with my dad, yeah, and that okay. led to, and that led to that. Like, like the the first time anything re- like I started believing in in any of this, it, I was before I even got sober, right? So I actually left this building early because my dad was in a real fucked up situation, and it freaked me the fuck out. So my dad w- with stage four cancer got put into a room at KU Med with somebody who had uh, a bacterial infection, a really bad one. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. But it, it was a really bad... And, and so my mom, one of my mom's best friend who is in the medical field, went to go visit my dad at the hospital. And when she was in the, in the room, they... She's like, what are you doing in this room with this guy? Yeah. yeah. She's like, I tried to get him out, but they, they have to deal with the family member. And you, like, I don't know what you're doing. You need to get down to this fucking hospital and you need to get him out of this room. I don't know how... Like, you need to fucking stop whatever you're right. doing and fucking get down here. And so I, I called Drake and said, hey, I got to go. And, like, I'm freaked the fuck out driving down to KU Med. And, uh, like, I just start praying my ass off. Like, asking my mom for help. Just asking my mom for help. I don't know how, like, I don't know how I'm going to fucking do this, mom. Like, I need your fucking help. Right. Like, please help me. Right? And so I go down there. And I kind of black out, honestly. And I somehow managed to convince these fucking people at the hospital to get my dad the fuck out of that room and get him over into the cancer ward and get him into his own giant room by himself. And I kind of come to after this all, and my dad just is like, great job, son. 
Great job. But you don't remember what you I said. Don't, I, don't, I don't fucking have a slightest idea what I said to the fucking doctors. Did you ever ask him afterwards? Like, what, what, no, I mean, because he was just What fucking, did you think of what I said? Here? He was just like, he was just like, Mrs. 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 B said I need to get out of here. Get me out of here. Right. I said, I got you, Pop. And so whatever it is you said, but I, you don't remember. No, I don't remember. So you shit. believe it was your mom speaking through you. Absolutely. And so, like, that was, like, when, yeah, that was my first, like, okay, uh, like, there's something going on in this universe that's beyond me. That's more powerful than me that, that I somehow just got in touch with because I don't know what the, how the fuck I just did that. So, uh, unfortunately, we are out of time for this episode. Leave it with uh, – so, we'll, the next we'll, – we'll continue this eventually. Sure. How, how, how do you want to leave this to where we can uh, – uh, I mean, look, some people are going to think I'm crazy. Some people are going to – it's going to pique their interest. Because we're only up to – Fourth density. Fourth density. Right, we right. got other densities. Yeah, I mean, it, this it, one goes to I eleven. Think, yeah, I think. I think you know, there's seven, and there's octaves, and, and I think we one more episode, we could probably wrap this up. Well, what I told you before, if, off the air about this, is like I'm not going to tell you you're crazy about this because you're living your life, man. Whatever you've gone through is what you've gone through. If you believe what you've gone through, you do it. You know, and also, but this Paul McCartney is bullshit. <laughs> yes, and part yeah. of it is this: like for me, I desperately want to believe. Sure. Well, I think you have to want to believe. I Some want people to resist it. This. You probably resist it for a while. And, Whatever and you so get. So what I would say to somebody. And so that, but so for so me, I, say, I want so to. So what I say to you is, is. I'm willing to jump to the hoops right. to make, you know. What, what you have to do is what I did is, is find what resonates with you and feels like this is true. How do I know it's true? I don't know because of what I what I feel in my stomach. You need because, to stop hitting snooze, you motherfucker. Know, get up at 2.15 no. in no, because the morning. Some everybody. No, because some people will. This is the way I. The truest thing Jake ever said. It's not for everybody. But the two for people that some people different approaches. Some people will approach it, I think, like Todd, <laughs> yeah. and look for ways to poke holes in it. Uh, uh, I'm just telling I'm you. Being open. For me, I'm looking for ways to believe it. So, so find like so. When I'm talking about like that book. You own the power. Pick it up and see if it resonates. Tell with me you. again what it is. You own the power by Rosemary Alti. So, okay, if somebody Do they have an audio book for Stephen, <laughs> probably He's not yeah. strong Jerk reader. Jerk off. <laughs> so, so listen. So you you mentioned a lot of books. If there's one book that someone's going to start off with to try to just to, to that would be it absolutely. What is it? say it again? You own the power by Rosemary Alti. Start with that. I, I would say that there's okay. there's three books that that woman put on the list that I went back to that list, and so those three books are uh, the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, uh, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh, and You Own the Power by Rosemary Alti. Those three books were revolutionary for me. Right. But I didn't find those books until I found that one book called uh, Journey of Self-Discovery. Journey of Self-Discovery. You own the power. Also uh, recommend The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton, which is <laughs> a tremendous story. Of, uh, Gatsby. Gatsby. Oh, man. No, so that's, that's what I say. Like, you know, do find out what your truth is, because it's different than mine. And yours is different than his. And, and we're all I think our mine souls. Is different than yours. Are, yes. So our souls fine. are all unique. There's no two souls in this universe. That are we're like, like snowflakes. We are. So until uh, until next time, we'll pick this up and uh, we'll go into. So we've made four densities. We'll go into the fifth, sixth, and seventh. There's a lot to unpack here, but uh, again, to be continued. That's Jacob Terez. That's uh, asshole Todd Lebo. Yeah. My name is Stephen St. John. Until uh, next time, the microphone is off. <laughs>